everyone, it's Alyssa, the host of the podcast. This episode of Mirror Image was recorded before we made the switch from Teen Collective to the Mirror Image podcast, so that's why I'm referring to it as the Teen Collective. The Instagram and email of the podcast have both changed. The Instagram is mirrorimagepod and the email is mirrorimagepod at gmail.com. Sorry for the inconvenience or just general confusion this might have caused. Thanks for sticking around, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Teen Collective. I am so excited for the first episode of this podcast. If you don't know who I am, my name is Alyssa. I am the host of this podcast. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can go listen to the introduction, which is just really short. It's like two minutes long. But if you've already done that, today we are talking about... Um, well, it's a lot of stuff, really. Let me give you some background. So, originally, I had planned to make one big episode kind of talking about all the issues dealing with the environment, and I just thought while I was, like, researching, I couldn't say everything that I wanted to say in one episode, so I'm going to break it down into, like, a mini-series where we just talk about everything environment for, like, four, five episodes, and then we'll move on to a different topic. Um, also, little PSA, any sources I use, I'm going to link in the description, and please email me or DM me or something with any fact corrections, or if you are really passionate about this subject, because I do really want to hear from you guys, and I would really love it if we got some input from the teenage community, or if you're not in the teenage community, you can still put your input in as well. So, yeah. Um, I, myself, am actually really passionate about environmental issues. I'm in environmental club, and I really want to start a career of some sort in this field because I just feel like it's a really important topic, especially as of lately. I think that if I can help in any sort of way, I think it would just be beneficial. That said, our planet is in lots of trouble. Sad faces. Also, if I sound louder than I do in the last episode, it's because one I'm working on my audio because it didn't sound too great last episode and also I just ate a lot of sugar and I'm kind of on a sugar high and I don't know when I'm gonna crash so yeah we had a food party um in chemistry so yeah that's why I may be a little more energetic than I usually sound but I also want my audio to be really nice and for my voice to not be so boring because my voice is kind of boring honestly so I just I just want to make this like an energetic podcast you know that is why I might sound a little different and I haven't listened back to this yet but if I do not sound different then I don't know we'll just move on okay uh back to what I said about our planet being in trouble I'm sure you've heard this to some extent but I find a lot of people don't understand or like know how bad it is and honestly I think the media is to blame for this because there's absolutely not enough coverage on the topic and And I feel like, well, this is everyone's future, so shouldn't we be worried about this? But, I mean, I understand there's other stuff to talk about. I think that the media definitely needs to give more coverage on this and help educate people more. And I feel like this is what I'm doing. I'm, like, helping to educate some people who might not know about these issues or, like, these particular statistics because I definitely did not know about all these statistics. So, yeah. 
So like I said, I'm going to be breaking these issues down into mini-series where each episode features a topic, but all these topics will be related to like the umbrella of environmental issues. This first topic we're talking about is climate change. This can kind of be like a touchy subject because like it feels like the world is headed toward impending doom, but just stick with me. Let's see what happens. Let's talk about the evidence for climate change. There is a lot of people who believe that climate change is not real. Uh, I guess you can have your own opinion, but there is a lot of evidence supporting climate change. And if the majority of scientists say something is so, then you should probably believe that but I understand that people have different opinions so please keep an open mind throughout all of this okay back to evidence for climate change well there is a lot we have rising temperatures warming oceans shrinking ice sheets glacial retreat sea level rise extreme weather ocean acidification and so much more if you're scared like me let's like take a breather please do not suddenly feel that it is your burden to solve climate change unless like like me you want it to be and we can start our careers in environmental science together so that's fun okay let's delve deep into the rising temperature portion of this for a second. I hear a lot of people talk about this, so I want to address it. NASA says, quote, the planet's average surface temperature has risen above 1.62 degrees Fahrenheit since the late 19th century, a change driven largely by increased carbon dioxide and other human-made emissions into the atmosphere. Most of the warming occurred in the past 35 years, with the five warmest years on record taking place since 2010. Not only was 2016 the warmest year on record, but eight of the 12 months that make up the year from January through September, with the exception of June, were the warmest on record for those respective months, end quote. This is kind of crazy. 1.62 degrees Fahrenheit doesn't seem like a lot, but let's put it into perspective. Here's something else also from NASA. When global warming has happened at various times in the past two million years, it has taken the planet about 5,000 years to warm 5 degrees. The predicted rate of warming for the next century is at least 20 times faster. 20. It's going to be a desert soon, and I much prefer the cold to the hot. I mean, that's not the reason to be worried about climate change, but still. Anyways, so obviously this rising temperatures is really, really extreme, and I think this is one of the um, main statistics or facts that scientists look at when they're proving global warming or like climate change as a whole. Oh my god. Okay, the air conditioning just kicked on, so if you can hear that, that's that noise. Sorry if you can't. I think that this proves that climate change is real. You can believe what you want, but please don't shield yourself from different viewpoints for silly reasons, you know? Like, keep an open mind. That's something I really want to advocate- ad- okay, I'm so bad at speaking. That's something I really want to advocate for in this podcast is keeping an open mind. Let's talk about why climate change is happening. There are certain gases that stink, literally, that are especially terrible for the environment. Okay, I'm sorry for making that stupid joke, my bad. Please don't leave yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, when I was like writing my facts and like my like outline for what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about that joke and I was like, oh my god. I'm hilarious. Yeah, I find myself funny, but not everyone else does, so that's fun. Okay, so let's talk about these horrible gases. They are called greenhouse gases, and examples of these guys include 
carbon dioxide, everyone's favorite, methane, nitrous oxide, and I was joking about the carbon dioxide. That's not anyone's favorite. Okay, so let's talk more about carbon dioxide. The most dreadful chemical compound in all of history. Two oxygens double bondage to a central carbon atom. Sorry, my brain is still in chemistry. Okay, I'm looking at this graphic from NASA. I'll post it on Instagram so everyone can see it. The majority of carbon emissions since 800,000 years ago has stayed under a certain line. Yes, there have been occasional spikes and whatnot, but oh my, this is kind of scary. The, in the 1950s, sometime around then, ish the graphic doesn't really say for sure we passed this line that we've been staying under and we've been vertically skyrocketing in our carbon emissions ever since since 1950 only we've managed to increase emissions more than in the last 8,000 oh my god okay so I have this problem where I like look at a number and like I know what number it is in my head but when I try to say it out loud it just comes out completely wrong. Does anyone else have this issue or am I just stupid? Okay, anyways. So since 1950 only, we've managed to increase emissions more than in the last 800,000 years. Got it that time, yes. Does that not scare you? Sorry, I don't mean to fear monger. It is just extremely unsettling. Let's look at the numbers. In 1950, we were at 310 parts carbon dioxide per million. That's what it says there. And I guess that means how much carbon dioxide molecules are emitted per like a million like oxygen molecules or like how much carbon di the carbon dioxide to like air ratio. Today, we are a little above of 410 parts carbon dioxide per million. In the 1950s, we were at 310, and now we are at 410, and I think that's 70 years because it's 2020. Basically, we have increased by 310 since, like, the beginning of time. Within these last 70 years, we've increased 100 parts. Again, I'm not entirely sure what that means, like, the parts carbon dioxide per million. Uh, I'll get back to you guys on that one, or if you know, please let me know you can dm me or email me or whatever but this definitely shows how emissions are just increasing so much especially under human influence on earth human activities are changing the natural greenhouse this is a quote by the way over the last century the burning of fossil fuels like coal and oil has increased the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide. So that's probably what the parts mean. This happens because the coal or oil burning process combines carbon with oxygen in the air to make carbon dioxide. To a lesser extent, the clearing of land for agriculture, industry, and other human activities has increased concentrations of greenhouse gases. Carbon dioxide is a big problem. Like the quote mentioned, there are a couple industries that contribute to it more than others. So just something to keep in mind. On to methane. NASA is back at it again with the facts. Let's read this. A hydrocarbon gas produced both through natural sources and human activity, including the decomposition of waste and landfills, agriculture, and especially rice cultivation. That's interesting. As well as ruminant digestion and manure management associated with domestic livestock. On a molecule-for-molecule -molecule basis, methane is a far more active greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, also one which is much less abundant in the atmosphere. So what I'm gathering here is that methane is worse for the environment, but there's less of it. Also, I'm pretty sure methane comes from cow farts, which is why the beef industry is like so detrimental to the environment. And this is why we should try to eat less meat, but I'm skipping ahead here. Sorry. Next one, 
one we're talking about next to greenhouse gas is nitrous oxide, which is produced by the agricultural industry from fertilizers. Also, it is from fossil fuel combustion. Yeah, I think I remember learning about that in chem. Okay, I've mentioned chemistry so many times. Sorry, that's not the only class I take. It's just really... It just relates back to what I'm talking about. Something to do with a car and its catalyzer. We're learning about catalysts. Maybe I'm dreaming. Either way, all these gases are doing the same thing in the end, harming the environment. It is clear that human activity, our activity, is contributing to this. Drive a car, you're hurting the environment. Eat meat, hurting the environment. Simply exist in modern society, hurting the environment. I'll admit, when I first heard all this, I felt so guilty. But I realize that there are ways to help, which I'm going to share with you at the end. Right now, I'm going to talk about my opinion as a Gen Z, a Zoomer, call it what you will. Basically, we are the kids of today, we're the teens of today, and we have our own opinions, and this is my opinion. And I want to put listener messages in this segment, so that's what I'm kind of hoping for in the future. But as of now, I don't have any, so I'm going to give my own opinion. My opinion is this. First off, I'm incredibly scared. Impending doom isn't fun and neither is having to be the generation to deal with it. I'm also angry. Politicians are fighting over so many seemingly tiny issues, yet they won't give their future, our future, any thought. Also, I'm angry that people don't believe in climate change. Okay, sorry, I'm getting so worked up over here. I like, I need to take a breather. I know that everyone can have their own opinions, it's just that I think science should be trusted over those opinions sometimes. Ah, I'm sorry, I sound like, I feel like I'm, like, if there was a spectrum, I feel like I'm shifting too far to, like, one end of it. And, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to remain neutral in these podcast episodes, but I have a lot of opinions because I have a lot of opinions about everything. I don't think this should be a political debate. It's a crisis affecting everyone. Not a question of who's going to control the house, who's going to be the next president. No, this is about who's going to live, which is going to be no one if you don't take action. Still, I remain hopeful. And maybe it's just the kid in me talking, but I do believe that we can change this. I think that our hope as this generation that has to deal with this is going to be our strongest tool. Also, I have somewhat of an argumentative streak, so I'm going to make an argument for climate change. Let's just say that in this scenario, climate change is not real. And we decide, well, let's fix the planet up. What's the outcome? A healthy planet and a good environment to live in. And also, we can create new jobs to replace old ones. I'm getting a little too into this. Let me continue. Let's say climate change is real and we fix the planet up. Yay, now we're saved. Even if climate change isn't real, working to make a cleaner environment and to fix up our planet is going to be beneficial in the long run. I think it's a win-win, so why isn't change starting? There's people with money, and there's people with technology. There's scientists who have developed the technology that we can use to help stop climate change, to help save our future, so I think that we can do it, and I really would like to create a better future. So, now that I've given that emotionally riveting speech, how can we help, is what you might be asking. Uh, sorry, I just burped. Well, there are two ways Okay, so something just fell, so we're gonna ignore that. There are two ways experts are going about handling this issue, mitigation and adaptation. Mitigation, or it might be mitigation, I'm gonna call it mitigation, it might be wrong, and I'm sorry in advance if it is. 
mitigation is basically reducing emissions while adaptation is adjusting to life under these increased emissions. I think most teens can focus on mitigation since adaptation is more like creating the technology and while teens can definitely do that, I think the mitigation is more accessible. And remember that we are the change in this world. We are the people who are going to create a positive impact in this topic. I mean, our parents can, our grandparents can if they try, but this is our future and this is our time to act. Another riveting speech by me. If this topic really interests you, I suggest doing more research and I'll post some links on Instagram and in the description. Let's continue. I found this great foundation, the David Suzuki Foundation, and they've provided a list of stuff that we can do to help climate change. So the first thing they say we can do is petition. There are many great petitions. There is some on act.nrdc.org and there's some on support.nature.org and the revolution movie. These are all about climate change advocacy climate change policies, stuff like that. You can also find them on change.org. If you don't know what that is, it's the site where you can create petitions and people online will sign up to like sign them. It's a great way to get involved with the community or if you want to, it's a great way to start a petition or get something signed or create some change by signing some stuff. I will link the petitions that I find in the description. I'll put them on my Instagram or something fun like that. The second thing we can do is reduce energy usage. In the US, electricity generation is one of the biggest emitters of greenhouse gases according to the EPA. Um, reducing energy can save you money too, so that is a definite bonus. Um, here's some ways you can do that. You can change to energy efficient light bulbs. This one is really easy, but what I'm saying here is that don't change to energy efficient light bulbs when your old ones are still working perfectly fine. When your old ones die out, you can go out and buy those um, LED ones. I think those are the energy efficient ones. They actually, they are a little more expensive, but they do last longer. So that's money saved overall. Here is another one. Unplug your computers, TVs, and other electronics when you're not using them. So here's something I didn't actually know. Let's say you're charging your phone, right? You charge it every day so you just leave the charger in at all times for convenience. The charger in there even though it's not charging anything it's still extracting energy and it's it's still um still using up energy. The way you can prevent that is just to take the plug out and when you need it you can just put it back in. So another way to help sit Whoa, voice crack. Okay. So another way to help save energy is to wash your clothes in cold or warm water um, versus washing them in hot water. If your clothes aren't extremely dirty, then cold or warm water is just fine for every day. And you can hang dry your clothes. This can also help prevent shrinking. And use dryer bowls when you can't. Also, you can put your dryer on the medium or low setting instead of like the high this is something you can talk to your parents about, but look for the Energy Star label when you buy new appliances, such as a fridge or something. The Energy Star label is this little label thing that basically shows that the appliance is like saving energy or it's conserving as much energy as it can. So that is really helpful. Last thing you can do is Try to keep cool in the summer without an air conditioner, and I know it's hard, but that does give you an excuse to shovel a bunch of ice cream in your face, so think about that the next time you are blasting an air conditioner. Those are all some ways to save some energy.
Let's move on to the next thing you can do, which is eat consciously. So here's what I mean by eat consciously. Eat more meat-free meals. Meat and the meat industry is a big contributor to greenhouse gas emissions and also the way the animals are treated is very unethical sometimes. So I'm not saying you have to go completely vegetarian, cold turkey, <laughs> ironic because we're talking about no meat, but or you have to go completely vegan. I'm just saying that maybe try to incorporate more fruits or vegetables or more pasta, carbo load, I don't know, that's what I've been doing. Just just a thought. Just incorporate different foods into your diet that aren't meat. Maybe set aside a day where you don't eat any meat. You could do meatless Mondays or you could try to eat less meat in one certain meal. Like say, I'm gonna give up bacon during breakfast, which I know is hard because bacon is great, but I mean, we're doing it for the environment, so just keep that in mind. Um, here's another thing you can do. Buy organic and local foods whenever possible. So this really helps because, first of all, it supports your local farmers, but also food that is transported from across the nation or from different countries takes a lot of gas and oil, because they're being flown in or they're being shipped on trucks or whatever or boats and that just uses a lot of energy and emits a lot of greenhouse gases and organic and local it's going to taste great so buying organic and local is just better overall but I know that organic and local can be a little more expensive so you don't have to switch over completely just keep it in mind when you're shopping or when you're going shopping with your parents another thing you can do which is really easy is don't waste food only take as much food as you can eat if you're making something make it in smaller portions sorry my sister just screamed if you heard that okay also, this gives you an excuse to eat more food, so like, why wouldn't you want to do this? Just don't waste your food. Try to eat as much of it as you can. It's gonna be great. We're gonna eat a lot of pasta. We're gonna eat a lot of pizza. We're gonna eat a lot of Italian food because I love Italian food. And we're going to eat a lot of boba tea because I love boba tea. So I'm not gonna waste any of those foods. Sorry, I just started talking about all the foods that I love because I'm hungry. Okay, so the last thing that you can do is grow your own food. This is something that not everyone can do, but if you're bored over the summer and you want to start a garden, go for it. It's going to be awesome. Your food is going to taste great. It's going to be fresh and just wonderful. I think that eating consciously can not only help the environment, but it also helps yourself by eating more local, more organic, more sustainable. I think it's a win-win overall. So another way to help climate change is to just talk about it. So David Suzuki says this, Solving climate change requires us all to work together, and we can't do that without finding common ground with those who may not share our perspective. Since more people often trust peers, family members, and loved ones more than they trust experts, scientists, and environmental organizations, you can talk to people about climate change in ways we can't. You are more likely to open people's minds. So again, this is something everyone needs to think about when they're having conversations about climate change and environmental issues. I know that a lot of people like to trust what they see on Facebook and stuff like that and what they hear from others, which is not always true, but we can do our best to try and spread the truth through having conversations about it, especially with older people, boomers perhaps, yes, the okay boomer meme is dying but still thriving in my mind, boomers, we can talk to them, just try to find that common ground again and show them our perspective 
perspective and our views. Be respectful about it. You know, you can't change everyone's mind, but you can introduce new ways of thinking, which can lead to more conversation and we can get further in that process to help climate change. Another thing that we can do for climate change is drive less bike more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. Hamilton reference. If you don't understand that, listen to Hamilton soundtrack. It's great. So this is like greening your commute. So there's this ice cream shop that is seven minutes away from my house by car and I bike there a lot, especially in the summer. And by biking instead of driving, even if it's just that small of a distance, it's still really beneficial. You can have a lot of fun biking. Like I really enjoy it. I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but I think it's pretty fun. So a police officer told me when I was like in middle school that it was actually safer to bike on the road on like instead of the sidewalks and that just doesn't sound right to me but I don't know I just thought I would bring that up because like I'm probably gonna cut this out okay so if you can't bike you can also take public transit or you can carpool and yeah next thing you can do is join the movement We've all seen young activists like Greta Thunberg and other amazing people. You can join them. You can be just like them. There are a couple organizations that I'm going to talk about. These are for the United States. I live in the United States and I'm assuming that most people who listen to this do too. But if not, you can always search up and look for climate change movement groups or something like that or youth activism groups, you can definitely find a lot. So in the US, there's Fridays for Future. This is also international as well, I'm pretty sure. Their Instagram handle is at Fridays for Future. And there's also the US Climate Strike and their Instagram handle is US us climate strike and so you can look into these organizations and see what they do if they're having protests or anything you can join them or if they're having petitions you can sign them as well if they are more local like if you can find one that's like in your community i would definitely suggest looking into that another thing you can do to benefit is vote if you can and i don't know the complete demographic of this podcast yet so if any of you are over 18 and you can vote vote for leaders at all levels of government so even if it's local if it's the presidential election that's coming up vote for people who take climate change seriously don't just settle for people who are like oh yeah climate change is important they should commit to setting science-based targets to reduce these emissions to help with other issues of environmental aspects like stuff that we're going to be talking about like the water crisis uh, plastic pollution stuff like that and you want to make sure that they have plans to adapt to climate change to help prevent climate change and stuff like that okay i have been recording for like an hour so i'm gonna wrap up this episode here thank you guys for tuning in to my nonsensical rambling and general annoyingness while also listening to facts about climate change so i really am passionate about the subject so thank you and if you like this episode you can subscribe and leave a review if you think there's anything i can improve on or if you want to boost my ego or something yeah you can do that i would love to hear all of your feedback Follow me on Instagram at Teen Collective Podcast. I post updates about the podcast and about news in general. And you can email me at teencollectivepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening. Visit some of those links I mentioned. And always remember that we are the change. I'll see you all soon. Bye, guys.